Nobody appreciates your sense of humor, you know. Bueller. Bueller. Nobody puts a baby in a corner. Oh, gnarly! Hey, where's the deep? I want my MTV. I want my MTV! Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s. The best that we remember. It's good to be back, isn't it, gentlemen? It is. It has been a little bit. It's been a while since Matt and I have been here. We had the monumental episode 100 together, and then since then we've had the best of, we did a couple Zoom things but kevin brought up something very interesting he brought it to my attention and we've been on a rabbit hole looking at this thing well really you so, have been on a rabbit hole we and mike's been over watching baseball but yeah we're watching the yankees disseminate the indians yeah, okay but there is a site that kind of measures listenership and things like that for podcasts living in the 80s is in the top 10 percent globally yeah. 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 Absolutely. People we, know talent when they hear it. They do. But for some reason, they listen to us anyway. <laughs> no, Rob, is that the top 10% in Grove City? No. No, Rob, Rob is, that, is that the top 10% in Ohio? I don't believe so. Kevin, is it the top 10% in North America? Absolutely not. Ke- uh, what's your name over there? Field? <laughs> what, what's it the top 10% of? The entire... Galaxy, yes. <laughs> yes. the entire universe, like yes. the whole solar system, the world, the we're in the top ten percent. That's world. impressive. Huh? Yeah, I'm excited. Wait, wait, so, where, where Joe Rogan, look out! We're coming for you. He, now he's in the top 05 percent. Right? He's in the upper echelon. We've got some work to do, <laughs> but uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. All right. So today's podcast, we're going to be talking about cheating songs <laughs> of the '80s. We got together a while back, listed a list of topics, and this was on there. But for some reason, Kevin keeps bringing this back to our attention. Like, we can't let this one die before we actually do the podcast. And Kevin's not a cheating husband. I he's think a he's very got an loyal grind of some kind. It's going <laughs> yeah. to come out today. I think I, it's I, about to. <laughs> I don't. It's just there's so many cheating songs. It's like it seemed like every fifth song in the '80s was a cheating song. So. Four of them are three are love songs. One's political. One's cheating. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to do that, but first... 80s Rewind. This is a part of the show that we talk about something that we ran across this week, something very 80s that we remembered, want to bring back to the podcast. So, Matt, why don't we start with you? Yeah, um, mine is actually not something that's happened already, but something that's going to happen, and it was a conversation that... Um, what I'm going to get my daughter for her Christmas present this year. Is she listening? She oh, I'm sure listens. she is. This will be the time she does. <laughs> yeah, this will be the one podcast she checks out, which will really suck. But, uh, you know, the whole Stranger Things um, phenomenon, all that stuff. Well, she really loved Max and all that kind of stuff. And so we had talked about, you know, different things. And, and so, so me and... Rob got to talking, and he is—he's like you know, we, as we already said before. Rob's the—he's the, uh, the mixtape mixtape champion, right? He makes all these mixtapes forever, so he's gonna make a mixtape of all the Stranger Things stuff. Then he's gonna make a couple CDs of uh, just '80s music because because of Stranger Things, my daughter's yes. all into '80s music now. And then she's gonna, he's going to make a mixtape of the, the newer stuff, what we like to call crap. And she's going to <laughs> mix it. So he's going to make four different CDs. We got a buddy, Steve Culver, is going to uh, put him into a cassette form. Looking at the cassettes right here. I'm pretty yes. excited about that. And then we're going to buy her like a little Walkman, like a Sony Walkman. And then we're going to you know, give her her own little Walkman for Christmas. So I think it's kind of cool. Then, you know, 2022, getting a Walkman and some cassette tapes. 
pretty cool. Very For, cool. I'm going to follow that up with a, a stocking stuffer of a new pencil so she can yes. fix her so tape what to do with it. I'm going to add on there. Hey, <laughs> Why did you give me a pencil? You'll, you'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, she'll find out. That's great. So for me, it's super neat because I get the chance to actually make a mixtape for the first time mm-hmm. since probably the early 90s. That's going to be sweet. So that, that's going to be pretty epic. So, so my process is I'm going to put it on a CD. Steve's going to put it on a cassette. And we're going to give them to her that way. It's going to be great. So. It is going to be great. So you found a place that still sells Sony Walkman? You can buy them on Amazon pretty cheap, actually. Really? Yeah. yeah. You can get you. I mean, you can get them. But it's great. You can get them for like, you know, 15 to $25. But then, then you could get them for $400. I mean, oh, wow. it's ridiculous. Yes. So if you want, like, the <coughs> official Sony whatever, best quality, it's going to cost you. Yeah, it's like three ninety nine, two ninety nine, stuff like yeah. that. But you can get one for 30 bucks, 20 30 bucks. So then you got to buy the batteries, too, the, the oh, double-A yeah. batteries. I wonder if it's a 9-volt battery. Or, <laughs> no, they I'm, were, sure, I'm sure it's probably two, double-A. two double-A's. Two one, double-A's. Yes. Nice. So make sure you... Uh, Go over to Harbor Freight or Absolutely. someplace because they got them yeah. cheap there. There we go. Nice. Another stocking stuffer. The kind of batteries. Yes. <laughs> batteries. Just start giving her all the stocking stuffers first and just get her. Here's a, a pencil. pencil and batteries. Hmm. Hmm. What are these foamy headphones for? What? Yeah. Snowball. All right. Well, I hate to dwell on myself. No, you but do, you, do you? <laughs> so please hold on a second. This is the first time we've had you on here since episode one hundred. Mm. Yes, where we had the whole conversation, which your wife Misty verified, talking about the whole ankle bracelet incident, and we deemed that the number one most funny moment moment in the history of this podcast. In the history of the podcast, yes, it is. One of the top ten podcasts in, of, on the globe. And you, <laughs> you've got, you've got the best moment. moment. Your ankle brace is number one, baby. That is true. How does it feel to, <clears throat> to, to like give away your dignity so easily? I don't think I gave away my dignity <laughs> no at problem. all. I was <laughs> actually rather proud of the number one ranking. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> wow. I mean, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> exactly. I built my whole life on that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let her rip. So to recap what Rob was talking about, you know, we were talking about tight rolling our jeans and wearing our ankle bracelets and everything. So, oh wait, not oh, our ankle bracelets. No. Oh, I'm sorry, your my yes. ankle bracelet. Just to be clear. So for this evening, oh no, he does on. not. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Didn't get any better than that. He tight rolled his jeans and he's wearing. Two ankle bracelets. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, those are little threads or something. Like, yeah, yeah, we got a little uh oh kind of a cloth pattern here, a little pink, a little blue, a little Wait, gray. Is there some K Swiss with that? What are you wearing? What shoes you got on? I can't see. You know, I don't know what brand they are, but they look really good. Somebody take a picture. Somebody take a picture. That's, Hold on, this is going to go on the... That's going on the page. Oh, yeah, get it straightened out. Get a tight roll there. Bring it down a little. There it is. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's. So, wow. for you guys, I do these things. I wouldn't do that normally. <laughs> but for you, I'll do it. Well, we that's, appreciate it. That's just ridiculous. I'm, oh, that's. that's but we, we love and appreciate <coughs> the fact that you have no dignity or shame that's and that you will do these kind of things moment. for that's, us. That's when I left the house tonight, my uh, youngest son goes, What are you wearing? <laughs> I'm like. It's fashion camo. He's like, why are your pants rolled up? He has a, he has a camo It's called famo. <laughs> That's right. It's famo. Wow. Fashion camo. Oh, Kevin, help us. Well, that's really hard to follow that up. Oh, that's uh, so great. But so uh, I uh. saw yesterday that there is a sequel to one of our beloved Christmas. 80s Christmas movies. Yes, I saw yes. it yesterday. Die Hard 15. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, wait, what? that would be great. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, actually, a Christmas story. There's an, a story. Christmas stories, Christmas or something. Yeah, and it's coming out on HBO Max in November. The original came out in '83, even though it looks mm-hmm. like it came out in the '50s or '60s. Um, and Ralphie will be back. But how many of the As originals? As an adult, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Ralphie's coming back. I think they said Scott Farkas is coming back. They, they mentioned a couple of people, but obviously the dad's not coming yeah, back. Yeah, the dad passed away. Uh, uh, so he's, he's not coming back then. He, as far as we know, <laughs> <laughs> some CGI. Uh, 
Um, and and the the trailer was really light on details. It kind of showed the the lampshade and like he's back at the house. It shows him putting on his glasses and you can tell he looks just like Ralphie except he's yeah. That's I, I, I saw the like the teaser trailer. It showed him you know as Ralphie the kid with the glasses on, and then it morphs into him as an adult. And you can still see. Him. You know, Peter Billingsley showed up in some things. So, yeah, yeah that'll be. I'm, I'm very excited. I will subscribe to HBO for a month just to watch that. I don't know if anybody's watched Four Christmases. Yes, he's in that. Yes, at the airport. Yes, yes. yeah, he's working at the ticket counter. So mm-hmm. he's also an elf. Is he an elf also? Yeah, he's one of the head elves. Hmm. I didn't catch him in that one. Oh, that's yes. right. Yes, he is. Yeah. So, so he pretty much gets a cameo. He owns every Christmas. Christmas movie. Yeah, he owns Christmas. He is Ralphie. All right, for me, like a lot of people, we'll sit and watch these 80s movies. So I caught one uh, last week, and I thought, you know what? I have not seen about last night since probably the late 80s, early 90s. So I watched it. So Rob Lowe, Demi Moore, they get together. uh, They have a one-night stand, and it blossoms into love, and they move in together, yada, yada, yada. But the 80s moment for me is there is a song that was played in the movie by Bob Seger called Living Inside My Heart. I had never heard the song before. I thought, this song sounds fantastic. So I'm sitting there on looking up Apple Music, and it's not there. I'm like, huh, that's crazy. Not on Spotify, not anywhere else. So I was able to find it on YouTube and you know, morph it over to a MP3. And here's just a little sample. You can take your midnight rambling boys And you can keep your winding roads She's living inside my heart now Living inside There you go. Yeah. Was that not on any of his albums? Was it just <clears throat> on the any about? album? It was apparently on that soundtrack, which is out of print, unavailable. Mm. But no one has ever like moved it to digital or done anything like mm. that with it. So, you know, very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. All right, so we're gonna take a brief time out, and when we come back, we are going to talk about our favorite '80s cheating songs. Hang tight. Welcome back to Living in the '80s. As promised, we're going to talk about cheating songs of the 80s. But before we do that, because we talk so much about music around here, and and I kind of feel like we've been leaving TV and movies out a bit lately, let's talk about some movies that some cheating went on. Cheating movies? Cheating went on. Cheating movies. Yeah. So what cheating movie comes to mind first when you guys think about the 80s? Fatal Attraction. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Number one. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. So the synopsis of this movie, Michael Douglas and Glenn Close have a one-night stand, but when Michael Douglas decides to stay with his wife, Glenn Close doesn't take it very well. And very violent, very violent things happen. So, fellas, let it be good. We're giving you some good advice here. No one night stands. You never know who you're sleeping with and how crazy they may be. Yeah, I think that put a lot of fear in guys back then because it's like this could very easily happen. You might hook up with someone that's slightly deranged and you don't know it, and then next thing you know, your family's being threatened and you're being threatened. And that, that movie's a poster child for faithfulness. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I, I think cheating in the '80s went down a lot after 1987 when yeah. the movie was released. That was just and seriously, he went from a eight nine down to a five. You know, for for rating, you oh, know, yeah. his wife versus you know Glenn Close's character. Well, who was he married to then? I don't think he's married to Catherine Zeta Jones yet. And I meant the lady the woman married. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. His wife was a lot prettier. <laughs> Makes you wonder. What hmm. was he thinking? What was oh, he thinking? He wasn't thinking. He right. wasn't thinking. Obviously. Uh, another one I found here, uh, I've never seen it before, but Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Have you guys seen this? Uh, no. Uh, James Spader, Andy McDowell, Peter Gallagher. No. I feel like I may have, like, back... In the late 80s, but mm-hmm. I couldn't. I think there was 
I mean, I think they were videotaping themselves. I think with the... yeah. So basically, everybody's cheating on everybody else. Like, like Andy McDowell's married to Peter Gallagher, and and her sister is Laura San Giacomo, which you you've seen her in stuff yeah, before. Yeah. Uh, and that's his sis. That's her sister, but. Peter Gallagher's sleeping with her too, and then James Spader is sleeping like with both women too, mm-hmm. or something. And I don't know; it gets kind of crazy. So basically, everybody cheats on everybody, and they videotape it. That's all you need to know. So, kind of sounds dumb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Last American Virgin. Oh, yeah. From 1982. Yeah, that one was is a classic. Movie. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> yes, it was. So, Karen. Uh, Diane Franklin, who plays uh, Monique in Better Off Dead, if you're wondering who she is. Um, she has this friend who is Gary, played by Lawrence Monsoon. You don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. And his best friend is Rick, who's Steve Anton. You don't know who he is either. Basically, Karen and Rick are together. Rick gets Karen pregnant. Um... Gary goes with her to get the abortion. They get together, and everything's going great. It's her sweet 16 party. He comes in. There's Karen making out with Rick. What? That is the worst. And that's the way the movie ends. <laughs> yeah. That's well, what it ends. The movie ends with with Gary driving away. Like, just looking heartbroken. Oh, and no, by the Commodores is playing. I'm like, oh my gosh, you just feel... Because, you know, if you watch it back in those days, like, he's about, you know, he's about my age back mm-hmm. then. It's like, that was a that was a tough one. I'm like, crap. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, St. Elmo's Fire. There was some cheating going on there. You guys, I just watched it the other night. So, uh, Ali Sheedy, Judd Nelson, Andrew McCarthy. So, Leslie is played by Ali Sheedy. She's dating Andrew McCarthy. They, they be... He asked her to marry him, and she's like, no, I don't think I'll marry you. But then she goes and sleeps with Andrew McCarthy. Like, in movie time, two minutes later, mm. but it's supposed to be, like, later that night. So, yeah, more cheating going on there. Wow. And it almost cost Andrew McCarthy his life. Well, not his, like, not him personally, but yeah. Kevin, his character, because Judd Nelson almost kills him. Oh, wow. So, yeah, crazy. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. One of the most famous cheating ever. So we got Jennifer Jason Lee, Robert Romanus, and Brian Backer. Two out of three of those we never hear from again. But (laughs) so Stacy cheats on Rat with his best friend Damone. Yeah, that was the tough part. Yeah. They're best friends. Best friends. Was it really cheating because they weren't really committed? They were committed though. Are you sure they're they were looking at the yearbook photos together? That don't mean you're committed. That if you're in the bedroom and you're looking at yearbook photos and she's wearing her bathrobe and playing with your feet, that that's commitment to me. (laughs) Okay. I can I I can see your argument, Mike. She he she tried to make a move on him. He kind of resisted, so she's like, maybe he's not into me. She confides in her friend. She doesn't know if he's that into her. Really, it's just because he's shy. And and his friend tries to help him out and say, hey, he really likes you. And she's like, yeah, but I think I like someone else. So hmm. Next thing you know, cue up Jackson Brown. Yep. yep. So, but Don't still, Damone, what Come kind on, of friend, could, what kind on, of friend would man. do that? Yeah, well, I think of one. <laughs> Do tell, Kevin. You've been dying to. That's why you keep bringing this no, thing it's up. Not, it's, it's not. Okay. I, I did have a girlfriend back in the eighties. Um, Here we and go. we we had been together for a month or two. You loved her so. No, no, no. I didn't love her. I, I liked her. Um, and I found out that she cheated on me. What? Whoa. The audacity with Rob. What? <laughs> Somebody broke the bro code. The broken. Well, now Rob's so, got whoa. justification here. Uh, so here's the thing: you're making excuses for him. No, I, you want me to hold I him? Was he's also, punch right <laughs> I was also dating somebody. Oh, he you double, double cheated. cheated. Double cheated. Which makes it right two negatives. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she comes. She comes to me and starts like getting all flirty and fooling around. I'm a man. I'm weak. 
So just You're like he sounds just like fast times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now we didn't we didn't do it. Yeah. But you know, we you know We definitely made out. We made out, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they end up breaking up and so I started dating her myself, probably Okay, here's the thing. Kevin so many rules already. Kevin didn't really care about her that much anyway. And when I dated her for a couple months and then I broke up with her. So, you know. Um, he, he I always make, always tell him, Kevin, I did you a favor. He he does say that, and and I will say this: I'm way better off with Diana. If no yes. matter what happened in the past, where I ended up is so great that any bad past relationship, no big deal. Now I do recall the time you tried to make a move on Diana. And, here we uh, go. You know what? I don't remember that at all. Please do tell. <laughs> it's a good thing I got a picture of it here. Oh snap! <laughs> what? Oh, please. Oh, what is that? Wow. It is a picture. I'll go ahead and tell I've never seen that picture before. You were in the picture. I know. Rob's. Looks like he's sitting on a chair. It looks like Diana is. I'm going to say say straddling. I'm going to say straddling Rob. That's one way of putting it. I would say (laughs) she's been pulled onto him, and it looks to me like she's trying to push loose, but Rob's holding her and not letting her go. I, I Rob is I making a face that. that is. I think he's enjoy whatever's happening. <laughs> he's enjoying. What's that from? And like then, 1989. Close. So I was probably married. And then when Rob can't Another seal the deal, shit. he brings in backups. Who's that? What the that's, heck? Uh, Marty, oh, Marty, Rob, and Keith. And Keith are, are now All licking her. Okay. Are now licking your I, wife, apparently. Okay, so, <laughs> so please tell me the story behind it, because I, I, I have no you, recollection of that. I will tell you the story. Okay, what we is were it? on a bus getting ready to go see John McNeil graduate from boot camp. I was yes. there. I went. Oh, next picture. Oh, more pictures. <laughs> please, now I have Matt. Please Diana. <laughs> Turn around here and Love the, I'm glad we have the power of editing. <laughs> I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Let me I'll see. be darned. Yeah. Let's yep. just leave that right there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you guys were on the, uh, on the bus together. Shut up. So we went there, and oh, wow. before we'd even yeah. <clears throat> before we'd even taken off, uh, you did that to Diana. It's because she was so shy, and you knew she'd be so embarrassed. You just pulled her, oh, Diana, and she just like, oh, like, she was so... And so were you guys dating yet? Pick. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, okay. my final shot, you had holes in your pants, and apparently you had to run on your way. Are those holes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope so, unless you're bleeding. <laughs> that sure looks like How it. How hard wow. is dying on your crotch? <laughs> I, I got out an old... Apparently, she helped me rub one out. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my god. Yeah, I think you were so married funny. to Kim with this point. Yeah, we were definitely married because Keith and Tina... No, oh, Keith. Yeah, I can I can see your wedding ring right there. Yeah, Keith went with us, and that when we were we were on the bus, he's like, "Hey, can you? Would you and Kim be willing to double date with me f- Friday night when we get back?" I'm like, "Sure." With who? He's like, "Well, I'm going to ask out Tina Dempsey." And oh. He said, "The only way she'll go out is like if it's a double date." No type way. situation. So and they got married. We were there on their first date, and and they just celebrated their anniversary. <coughs> <coughs> uh, Tim Rutherford. Uh, no, um, it was Keith. And oh, Keith. Yeah, Keith. Keith. That's Keith. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, of course, I'm going to edit Keith. most of this out. But <laughs> yeah, like, boy, this, for the sake of conversation. Love this part. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably even delete the part about Diana, too. So. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll just we'll keep. We'll keep I, I, got I, I will keep the Teresa thing. And I, I said, I got to put these in there. So um. That's so funny. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> so, yes, Kevin, you're welcome. Yeah. You did You did me a favor. I, I recall she was really into wrestling and. I yeah. wasn't. So we'd go over to her she house. Sounds and, like a keeper to me. <laughs> we'd go over to her house and she wanted to watch wrestling. She, and, she was very pretty. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't look terrible now. She looks better than, you know, Diane Mellons. Wow. <laughs> but, Name dropping and. Oh, that, 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 that's, that, that, that's going away too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys got some balls. Well, no, we're in the top 10. We can do whatever we want. That's right. The top 10. Shock jock. Right. <laughs> hey, if it looks like Joe Rogan, we'll say nuts and right. everything. <coughs> Smoke oh. some weed while we're doing this podcast. Oh, that's right. Or we could, we could do like Buckhorn and just sit and get drunk and talk about nothing. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Then again, the, he, we wouldn't be in the top 10 percentile. That's right. Because so. all right. those other podcasts are not there. 
<laughs> so, now on with the podcast. I actually thought of a movie now. That's all right. Go on with your podcast. Well, you know what? I can, I can always edit and tag it back on. Yeah, yeah. But what, what movie? The movie Class. Oh, yeah. Andrew, that's McCarthy, Andrew McCarthy and Rob Lowe. Lowe and Jacqueline Bissett. Garage door. That'll show up on the microphone. We'll wait a minute. When it closes again, we'll pick up the story. Okay. Did you see the double play where they threw the guy out a second? And when he caught he he, he, caught, he goes... <laughs> he rocked his baby. He rocked the baby. <laughs> um, it, this is going to be the messiest podcast. Yeah, you're gonna have fun. It'll be it'll be fine. Do you need to wait for it to yeah, go back down? Cool. I was thinking, but my mom kind of she moves slow, so <laughs> it'll probably be another minute or so. I'll close up. Oh, is this a meatloaf? <laughs> Actually, they made, they made meatloaf tonight. Oh. Uh, you for some? Yeah. I don't know what she does back there. She would be up here in five minutes with meatloaf. <laughs> she, she would be. My my aunt just got out of the hospital, so she they brought them dinner. And that's what it was, meatloaf. That's what she wanted. So. Here it is. Okay. So you say you have a movie? Yeah, the movie class, uh, Rob Lowe, Andrew McCarthy, Jacqueline Bissett. I remember it. Yeah, uh, I did, had to double check. 1983, he's a goofy, I don't know, he's living in a boarding school. Yes. Rob Lowe's his, Andrew McCarthy's living in a boarding school, roommate's Rob Lowe, and he has a hard time with the ladies, and then, I don't remember how it happened, but he ends up hooking up with this older lady in a uh, elevator. Yes. I believe at a hotel, and it turns out to be Rob Lowe's mom. He doesn't know. They go she home. doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know. They go home. He brings them home like for, for Christmas, Christmas yeah. and it's like, hello. And it just comes out. Oh, wow. Eventually. and Yeah. Oh, that's a good premise. Wasn't well, a terrible movie. <clears throat> but yes, yeah, so she cheated on her husband. Yes, she did. Yes. Good one. Okay, Kevin, since you uh, are the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? But you were the originator of this. The instigator? The instigator. Oh, hey. So, Kevin, since you are the person that thought this was your idea, talk to us about why cheating songs. I know you talked about it briefly earlier, but um, lead us into our conversation. I, I have mentioned this before. I listened to a lot of the 80s on 8 um, countdowns on Sirius XM. And I hear Alan Hunter and Mark Goodman a lot of times saying, oh, here's another cheating song from the 80s. And I'm thinking, I just started thinking, there are a bunch of them. You know, it, it seemed like every podcast would be two or three of them. And some of them really, really popular songs. Some which, if you don't really stop and think about it, you don't you realize that's a cheating cheat. song. Right. Um, and I said, well, you know what, there's, that's probably a podcast we could do to kind of talk about some of these cheating songs that are out there that are pretty popular. Agreed. And one thing that... I notice is we bring up Sirius XM and 80s on 8 often. Yeah. Do they realize that a podcast that's in the top 10 percentile of the country the globe, brings the them globe, up so the regularly? Yeah. You know, we're big time. Maybe yeah. maybe we shouldn't mention them by name anymore until they start yeah. paying maybe us. Maybe they shouldn't <laughs> mention us. Yeah. Maybe. We're going to start getting cocky now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with Snowball. We're going to we go around the table one at a time. We're going to take three rounds around the table. Mm-hmm. This is going to be our dirty dozen, our cheating dozen. Okay. Cheating dozen. So, like um, dozen. so we need to name the song, the artist, and why it's a cheating song. All right. Uh, my first cheating song was released in 1989 by Marcel Theo Hall. Otherwise known as? Bismarcky. There he is. He went there. Uh, just a friend was number nine on. Okay, let's let's back it up a little bit. You, for <coughs> editing purposes. Yes. Once once you, you say the title, stop. Pause. It'll do. Okay, so snowball. Let's start with you. I gotta go all over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Tough. All right. It's much easier editing. Trust me. Okay. Snowball. How Great. about how about you get us started tonight? All right. Well, my first cheating song is uh, performed by. Marcel Theo Hall. 
otherwise known as Biz Marquee, and his song was Just a Friend. I don't know what it is about that song, but I, I like it. I love it. I love his passion. I love that he doesn't care that he can't sing. <laughs> I love that he goes into stupid little details on the size of her pants to uh, getting a uh, visitor's pass from the guard station at the college. <laughs> Classic. Um, just a couple little facts about this song. It reached number nine on the Billboard Hot 100. was voted number 81 on VH1's Greatest One-Hit Wonders. And the uh, chorus, You Got What I Need, was actually a 1968 recording by Freddie Scott. No kidding. No kidding. That I did not know. I did not know that. You dropped some musical knowledge. Yes, yes you did. Probably about my other favorite part, because this is a breakup song, that he gives her zero credit, that he just refers to her as blah, blah, blah. That, no name. Your name is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Kevin. So my first one, uh, this song also went to number nine, is The Rain by Orange Juice Jones. There we go. Kevin, when we had this podcast, we named the topic, I knew you were going to use that song. I had to. This song is class. So this is the, the truth. At least once a week when Dinah comes home from work, I ask her, did you miss me today? And she said, yes. And I said, I missed you too. I missed you so much, I followed you today. <laughs> I say that at least once a week. And then we have a laugh and then go on about the evening. But um, yeah, basically this song is about he spots his woman out uh, with another man. I don't know if he's following her, if he's hiding behind a bush. But he does see her at some point. Hiding behind a what? A bush. Oh, <laughs> But he sees her and walking with somebody in the rain and feels like, oh, I can't believe this happened to me. Goes home, packs all of her stuff up, and then confronts her with this great rant at the end of that song. Uh, I, I love the whole, uh, you without me is like cornflake without the milk. Why don't we just play that? <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah, that song's, that song's a classic. Yes, it is. I did learn one thing. I always thought his name was Orange Juice Jones. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't. Juice Jones. So his yes. name's Orange Jones, and somebody decided somewhere along the way to call him Juice. Yes. And he refers to himself in the third person when he says, you were messing with the juice. <laughs> <laughs> Silly rabbit. Tricks are made for kids. I mean. Oh, that's good that stuff. Is cla- that is classic 80s right there. Yeah. Like, like that song in any other decade, not have worked. Had that, had they not added that ending to that song, it would have been just an okay song. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was like, I'm going to listen to the song just so I can hear that ending. Yes. It's always so funny. <laughs> great, that great stuff. Hilarious. Matt. Uh, I went with the, uh, the the blatant, the blatant cheating song. I mean, if you're, if it's a, if you're wondering if the song's about cheaters or not, this was not the one. It's called Secret Lovers <laughs> by Atlantic Star. I mean, that's a love song, isn't it? That's a, a yes, maybe to some. Uh, came out in 1985, and um, th- this is just a blatant song about um, we should not be doing what we're doing, but we're gonna keep on doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I believe it's like uh, they're. <clears throat> Their spouses are like friends, and yes, you know, they, some they the, hang out together. Yes. And some of the lines that they're trying to hide the way they feel, because uh, what we feel is so, oh, so, so real. real, so real, <laughs> so real. <laughs> Can't beat that. Nope. I, I like the uh, uh, there's one line, it's like a in the middle of making love. I mean, they just could they Boom, right there. We're just putting it on the table. In the middle of making love, we notice the time. We both get nervous because it's way after nine. Well, somebody I mean, better hurry up. up. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, 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 What's he trying to prove? <laughs> so, so that, he just bragging. Is he bragging? Yeah. <laughs> let's just say that's a blatant cheating song, and uh, but that's just the yeah, and it's and it's it's just so pretty and. Right, it's a beautiful right. song. A lot, a lot of times, it's one of those songs that just play, 
And you think, oh, that's a pretty that song. sounds nice. That's a nice song. Play this at our wedding. It's right. gentle right. and soft. It's gentle and soft. Then you listen to the words and you're going, what the crap? Right, right. And we just, yeah. What are these people so, doing? So there you go. That's, that's my first one. <laughs> What's yours, Rob? So this podcast could have been done, I think, just by Ray Parker Jr. songs. Mm-hmm. True. So my song today, Ghostbusters. Nothing says cheating like Ghostbusters. <laughs> he does say busting makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Saying. So in the eighties, Ray Parker Jr. was kind of a ladies' man. But if you're a girl and you are going to date Ray Parker Jr. and you hear all of his music, you gotta know that guy's gonna cheat on you sooner yeah. or later. So mm-hmm. he had songs like. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to read you some of the lyrics here of some Ray Parker Jr. songs. Okay. So, the first one is, and we're not going to play all these, but I'll just read these off to you. Uh, the first one is Bad Boy. Let me find the lyrics to it here. So here are some of the lyrics to Bad Boy. I've been a bad boy, now I want to come back home. I admit that I was messing around, playing Macho Man and being cool, but all along you knew right from the start she was just playing me for a fool. Now that the love affair is over, here I come running back to you. So go ahead, girl, and punish me, because I deserve to be hurt too. Wow. Yes. And so he he says... um, Oh, here it is. So, come on, spank me, whip me, let me come back home. So I don't want to know what's in their closet. <laughs> I have. So that that that's one Ray Parker Jr. song. Uh, the other one that very well could have been on this one too is "A Woman Needs Love Just Like You Do." So basically, it's about the woman <clears throat> stepping out and you know giving him his own medicine. But for our podcast today, I'm going to go with. The Other Woman by Ray Parker Jr. Hmm. So, yeah. In love with the other woman. I'm in love with the other woman. I'm in love. My life is fine till she blew my mind. Yeah, baby. Oh, shucks. I'm just the average guy. I fold around a little on the side. I think I like that part. I'm just the average guy. (laughs) Everyone does it. Or most guys do (laughs) it. Average guy does this, right? He's trying to shoot himself, right? Exactly. It's okay. Guys like this scorn ladies in the eighties. Ladies in the eighties, just just based upon his cheating ability and bank account. Bank account, yeah. (laughs) So he he's no Orange Juice Jones. He's you know Orange was the victim and Ray was not. That's right. So crazy stuff. All right, we're going to be right back after this brief timeout, and we will finish up the podcast with two more rounds. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. We are one-third of the way through our list of cheating songs. Cheating songs in the 80s. But you know, here's the thing. We've chosen not to use any country songs. Which would have opened up a whole floodgate of thousands yeah. of other songs. That's true. That's true. So when, when was that? Your cheating heart? Exactly. Like that's oh, the, like the forties or fifties. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's like I think, think Williams sixties, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a very good song. It's a classic. Cheating heart. It's probably the, the basis of all cheating songs. Right yes, it, it started with that. Yeah. For this round, we're going to start with Matt and swing it around this way. So we'll go the opposite right. way of the circle. Matt, uh, what's your next song? Uh, my my second song is going to be um, Jesse's Girl by none other than Rick or Richard Springfield. Yeah, 
the singer. greatest singer of all time. 1981, this came out. And uh, the reason I, uh, this song popped in my brain uh, is because it really hit home with uh, some friends at school at the time. We had a, we had about 10 or 12 of us. We had a nice little clique of friends. And, um, and and two of them started dating. And I'm sure they probably don't listen to this either. But uh, <laughs> I, I believe it was... I don't know which one that... I, I believe it was Brian and Paula were dating. I'll just leave the first names there. And uh, they were had a nice little... You know, they were a couple. as Brian and Paula, Paul and Brian. Well, then here comes my buddy Todd. And the next thing you know, it's Todd and Paula. And it was just this whole... Best friends. I mean, because we were all close friends. I think most of them end up dating each other throughout the, the the run of school. But in the very beginning, it was like, that was like a pretty serious relationship. <gasps> oh, now they got a pretty serious relationship. And the song was just kind of like the backdrop for a lot of that. And I'm going, <laughs> oh, that's just kind it's of like prophecy. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it just kind of, this, this reminds me of, of watching that unfold. In, in our school hallways, which is pretty daggone cool. I, I like, uh, I mean, and again, this song doesn't sound like a sad, it's not a sad song. It's a fun up-tempo. It's a great mm-hmm. song. Don't pay attention to it. It's just a good song. But uh, this dude just wants Jesse's girl. And I like to think he says, where can I find a woman like that? Well, I'll tell you where, at Jesse's house. Because <laughs> there she is. That's his girlfriend. That's exactly where she that's is. That's where she's at. I don't know where you're looking because she's over there with her boyfriend. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's kind of, uh, the, the lines in that are pretty funny. Uh, you kind of get a glimpse of his arrogance. Uh, I'm looking in the mirror all the time, wondering what she don't see in me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've got ankle bracelets on. Right. Come on, how can you, I'm wearing famo here. <laughs> how can you not see exactly? This? So I knew you would get it, right? I would, yes. So, but yeah, I, I just I just thought that was kind of funny. But mm-hmm. and I think if, if we look at our friend groups, we probably you know, mm-hmm. anytime you got 10, 12 friends stick together, there's going to be some. Uh, so I got to throw this question out, Rob. You're not allowed to participate in this question. So what is the dead period on a friend who's broke up with a girl that you want to date? <laughs> What's the bro code? Yeah. I would yeah. say it depends on the age. If you're a teenager, well, it's maybe three weeks. Uh, <laughs> if you're an adult, it should probably there, be a little there's, I think there are a lot of factors. I think there's age. I think there's length of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you got to talk to your bro. How close a bro is he? That's another factor. Is he just a dude in the circle? Is he Kevin? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean, it, it's tough because because back then it was about trying to see how many people you can kiss or, or whatever. Yeah. Just very, very nice, nothing crazy. Very most, innocent. Innocent, mostly. And so, so, I mean, there's only so many, you know, ladies on the South End of Columbus. So <laughs> there was, so many girls that you could pass around. Yeah. There seemed so, to be an understanding. And, and passing yes, around yes. sounds terrible. It's, it wasn't like that. But I mean, there... It, it was kind of weird to be dating someone for mm-hmm. a few months and then find out after you broke up that maybe, yes. oh, your buddy's making out with her uh-huh. at the Cardos. Because he away. wishes he had Jesse's girl. See that? It's all about Jesse's girl. So it all comes back. It, I, 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 wonder, I wonder what the timeline should be. Hmm. My timeline would be if he's just one of the dudes... Uh, you know, pretty much uh, as fast as I can get to the phone. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to let, I'm not going to break them up, but, but when I, once I get word that it's over, then I'm going right to the phone. Watch out. Okay. So, <laughs> so if it is a, a good friend and the girl absolutely shreds his heart, Ooh. I think she is off limits for life. I think it's mm. one week for every month they dated. What? <laughs> like you've already thought about this. He's prorated. I, I, I'm a numbers guy. <laughs> like if, if something happened to even back then, because there there was a couple circumstances where I may have had the opportunity with some girls that you know were close with friends of mine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't date them. Uh, and that's that's fair. so. So I guess it depends on what the potential is there. Exactly. Because I know. Diana was dating someone before me. I, I I liked her. Here we go. I went on a date with her. Did he have a truck? He did have a truck. 
He did have a truck. And 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 I I remember I went out on a date. It wasn't really a date. I told her we were just hanging out with some friends. But I really I kind of pretended in my head it was a date. It really wasn't. It was a date to you. It was a date to me. She just didn't know about it. And I was I kind of was scared to ask her out a second time. And in between that scaredy cat time, she, she starts dating somebody else. Right. I'm like I blew it. So. I was in a car with him one day and was asking him, hey, you know, how's this relationship going? And he said, well, he said, I, I think I just would be rather be friends. I said, you should tell her not. That's a great idea. That's <laughs> a great said, idea. Yeah, I said, I'll tell her for you. Let's <laughs> call her right now. And we were heading back to a dance that night or whatever. And I said, you should probably tell her not. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. So I'm glad he liked my advice. So he had a talk with her. And then about 20 minutes later, I was dancing with her. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Wow. Yeah. So, so I'm going to break protocol here. And I'm going next. Oh, here we go. Okay. Because I will dedicate this song to Kevin. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is LL Cool J with I'm That Type of Guy. You're the type of guy that can't control your girl. You try to buy love with diamonds and pearls. I'm the type of guy that shows up on the scene and gets the seven digits. Huh. You know the routine. You're the type. <laughs> this is the ultimate cheating song because LL is that sneaky, freaky brother coming in from the rear. That's oh, Kevin. Yeah, he's coming. That after is Kevin. Yeah. It's like, oh, you should break up with her tonight. Sitting in a pickup truck. Yeah. yeah. So here are some of the lyrics. You're the type of guy to give her money to shop. She gave me a sweater. Thank you, sweetheart. I'm that type of guy. <laughs> I'm the type of guy. I'm the type of guy. <laughs> Kevin LL Cool K. Yeah, that is another nickname that you now have. <laughs> so yeah, that was a top 15 hit in 1989. I've always loved it. Just a little forewarning, it is not a G-rated song. Hmm. So do not listen to this around your kids or grandkids because they will be mortified and ask you all kinds of questions. What's this mean? So that obviously right there. That's funny. Okay. Snowball. All right. Nothing says uh, it's really a good sing-along cheating song. You don't have too many sing-alongs. No, you don't. No. This one, though, my man Rupert Holmes. Huh. The Escape song. Most people know by the Pina Colada song. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. Now, a lot of people probably think that's a 70s song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds very 70s. Kind of a 70s song. It was actually the number one song the final week of 1979 and the number one song of the first week of 1980. So I think it would qualify as an 80s song. Yes, then. it does qualify as an 80s song. My first question is Have I, any of you gone through the personal ads to the date? No, 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 but I've I've read them before, back, yes. back when it was in the newspaper, just to see yeah. the funny <laughs> lines people would use to try to, like, meet somebody. And so he's in bed, he's reading the personal ads, and uh, his lady's laying right there, so he decides to answer this personal ad. Well, comes around, they meet up at a bar called, what, O'Malley's? Yes, yeah. at a bar called O'Malley's, yes. Yeah. And it turns out to be his own old lady. So they're both looking to cheat and get out of the yes. relationship. They realize you're better with what you got. Yeah, nice little twist there at the end of that song. Yes, it is. They like pina coladas. Getting caught getting in the caught rain. In the rain. Yeah. And you know what? I like that song. Always have. Even back in the day, I liked it. It's a Yacht Rock classic today. Yes, it is. It's always in, in the Yacht Rock countdowns of songs of great Yacht Rockness. Yep, yep. So. All right, Kevin. My second cheating song went to number one. It was a big hit. If you don't listen to the words, you'd have no idea. Or maybe you would because of the title. Uh, Part-Time Lover by Stevie Wonder. Part-Time Lover. 
So, yeah, so I love that song. song. It's yeah. a happy, cheap yeah. song. This song is like a masterclass in how to cheat. Yes. I mean, if you read the lyrics, it's like, uh, he's like, I'm going to call up once uh, and hang up the phone and let, let you know I made it home, right? So they've got this system. I'll, I'll call you, I'll hang up before you have a chance to answer. Uh, if I'm with my woman, I'll blink the lights to let you know tonight's the night. So it's like, this is all about, here's our code. Uh, if you see me with my friends, just pass by, don't speak to me, act like you don't even know me. So just brutal. Um, if there's an emergency... Have a male friend ask for me. So, you know, a male friend calls up, kind of talks to so-and-so, then hands it to the woman, and then the wife has no idea. So the nice thing with this song is there's a little twist at the end. What's the twist, Kevin? Well, the twist twist is that he finds out she's cheating on him. What? So he says, last night someone rang our doorbell, and it was not you, my part-time lover. So it was somebody else. And then a man called our exchange, apparently our phone, uh, and didn't want to leave his name. And he says, I guess two can play the game, n- game of part-time lover. So Stevie Wonder didn't see it coming. What? <laughs> <laughs> he sets it up. Boom. Knocks, knocks it down. It down. So, so Stevie is cheating, but his woman... Is cheating on him too. Yes, he was blind to it. So yeah, he just came out of nowhere. Love is blind. It is blind. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's awesome. That was was awesome. That's that's a good tie in there. So we're gonna take one more break, and then we're gonna be back for our last round of cheating songs. Thank you for listening to Living in the Eighties. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Tuned In Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livingin80s.us and, of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Welcome back to Living in the 80s, finishing up our cheating songs today. And we're going to start with Snowball this time, work our way back around, and uh, what you got? Well, I actually crossed over into the country realm there, Matt Moore. What? Yeah. My lady Sylvia. Nobody. I have always hated that song. Really? Yes, it I've drives always, me nuts. I've always loved this song. Exactly. Ugh. Talk about it. You picked it. Oh, I thought your hating was off oh, script. Oh, no, no, the, the hating was on script. I do hate that song. Okay, sorry. So, do you want to start with your hating again? <laughs> I could never stand that song. Really? Yeah, it just kind of drives me nuts. Oh, I mean, Sylvia. She was cute. She's hot. Yeah. How are you cheating on Sylvia? That's my first question. That's the question. That's what I want to know. Um, probably Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Good man. I had to. I had to be blind. So this is a cheating song. She's married, and she keeps asking her husband, "Who is that?" They'll pass somebody. He gives that little smile at the lady walking by. She'll be like, "Who's that?" Nobody. Oh, it's nobody. Then somebody calls and he asks for a name. Oh, hangs up. Who was that? Oh, it's nobody. Nobody. So, oh. You're nobody called today. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy doesn't like it. He sure can sing it. He sure can. Hey, just because I hate it, I mean, I don't know it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I've always liked that song. I think it's a great... Uh, it's a great song. It reached number 15 in a Billboard Hot 100 in 1982. You know what else yeah. did? I'm the type of guy. <laughs> all right. Yes. So that's all I got on that one, Kevin. <laughs> uh, my third and final is "Run to You" by Brian Adams, which made it to number six. Yeah, 
love that song. Yeah, and he seems like he's... Much a, better than Sylvia. <laughs> he seems to be in a great relationship. He's talking about how she's got a heart of gold, and but he just cannot resist the temptation of this other woman. So uh, uh, this, I believe they said on... Well, I can't say it, but that Sirius XM station. Until they start paying us. Yeah, that's right. That uh, this is like the classic cheating song, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's, he's in a great relationship, and he's talking about how wonderful she is, but... This other woman is just too hot to pass up. So yeah. it's a good song. I didn't realize that was a cheating song. Yeah. I thought it was a workout running song. <laughs> if you watch the video, the, the <clears throat> one he's running to is actually his guitar. So you see him like picking up his guitar and playing it like that's the other woman. But the lyrics clearly, it's he's not talking about a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. That's good. What about you, man? Uh, my, my last one would be the song Tempted um, by Squeeze. came out in 1981. Is a great song. That is a good song. I, I that song. I, I pick just, nothing but great songs. I don't know why I don't get credit for my selections. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why you don't either. You should get much more credit for that songs that you bring up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, this song here um, is a very uh, nostalgic for me because there was a uh, I, I had um, I had a girlfriend um, that was I was dating there for a little while and. Um, before before I started dating her, uh, a bunch of fellows we, we decided to go on a cruise. We got about five six dudes, and we're all going to go on a cruise. And this was back in some single days for me, um, a, a different different time of life for me. A lot of a lot of alcohol consumption during this short window of time. Um, it was a different different looser day. morals. Looser. Well, that's a good. Yeah, they were they were pretty loose. So, so we're, we're on this cruise, but, and so we already played this cruise, bought this cruise, paid for this cruise, waiting on to get here, and like a couple of weeks before the cruise comes, I hook up with this, um, this, this gal, and we become, you know, f- friendly. And I wouldn't say we were like a serious commitment relationship, but you know, we, we were together, right? But I got this cruise ticket with these guys, and so like... I gotta go, right? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I go, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be faithful, you know, because I'm gonna be faithful. So uh, she, I go <clears throat> to the cruise, and and I'm trying to be good. And the guys I was with, they didn't try so hard to be good. <laughs> they, they didn't try at all, and they didn't so help you very they much. Did not they were just, and I mean, it was debauchery. Just, it was a lot of that going on, and there was just a lot of alcohol, hours of power. There was all kinds of stuff. But the, there was this. We met these gals, and and uh, she this this one guy. She just got this is this is I'm not I'm not proud of this. She she just um, got married herself. But the work had did this cruise thing, so she's here with a few gals, and she's been married like a couple months. I'm dating somebody for a couple months. <clears throat> so, and, but our groups kind of intermingled, and uh, and but this we I mean nothing bad happened. Nothing bad happened. Good. But but I was uh, wondering where the stories are going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we, but there was some, there was some attraction there, a little, little flirty, flirty. And but she, I, I was trying to be good, so she was being good. And so we happened to be in an elevator together, and so she had a walkman, had a walkman on, or you know, a little thing. And, and so we get off in the walkman. She says, uh, "Here, oh, it was the earbud." She goes, "Here, here, listen to this." And she takes her earbud out, puts one in my ear. She's got one in her, and she plays this song. And I'm going, oh, oh, So we're my. walking down this cruise ship, and I'm, I'm hearing this song being played. I'm going, shut the front door. Oh, so, I mean, it was, it was a very, um, very tempting moment. Situation. Situation, yes. 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 I, so, I, am, I am glad that you didn't, you weren't too tempted by the fruit of another. Dude, it, no, and, and, and we, we did. We were, we, we were very good. I mean, I mean there's no, it was, it was good. Um, how, however, but it was just, a lot of, a lot of temptation. That song hits the, 
hits the spots there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was, you know, as a great suggestion, I would say when you make that mixtape for Grace. Yeah. Of, oh, I should put Tempted on there. You should there. put Tempted on there. I think and I then she can say, Dad, listen to this song. And oh, sure. And, I, and it'll be like I'm telling you, we're living it all over again. In, in all honesty, man, that was that was one. You know, there's certain moments in your life. It's, it's kind of like a movie. That was probably one of the most movie-like scenes. Could be stepping off an elevator, just her and I. Here, listen to this, and it puts. It was just like one. It was played out like really. It was it was kind of crazy. But wow, better you than me, man. Better, better, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. All right, That's so, uh, that is quite a story. It was, uh, it was good. It's a good thing you pooped your pants and, you know, had to go back to your room. <laughs> right. Oh, <man. laughs> All right. So my last song doesn't have a story. It is an all-time 80s classic uh, from one of the, one of my personal top 10 albums of the 80s. It's from High Infidelity by Ario Speedwagon. This is Take It On The Run. You take it on the run. So why is this a cheating song? Listen to the opening lyrics. Heard it from a friend who Heard it from a friend who Heard it from another You've been messing around that that is all the ingredients of a cheating song. Sounds like a rumor to me. <laughs> so, always love this album, uh, this song. Just it was a great song, very very big hit back in the day. And uh, whenever it comes on now, it's it's again one of those songs that I got to listen to all the way through. If I'm in the car or something, yeah, got to listen to it. So, yeah, no big story there, but. That's that's the that's cheating, song, cheating song. song. Definitely cheating song. That's our dirty So, song. do we have any honorable mentions that we would like to bring up that didn't quite make it? You know, I really went back and forth on this song. I was going to do "Our Lips Are Sealed," which is a cheating song. Um, so, Jane Weedlin, uh, who I think is the guitarist in Go Go's, had an affair with uh, Terry Hall, was who was in uh, Fun Boy Three. Yes. He was in a relationship. They had this short affair, and then when she got back to the states, he sent her some of the lyrics, uh, which of, of which eventually became "Our Lips Are Sealed," and it's it's all about them keeping a secret what they're doing. Uh, the band got a hold of it, pepped it up, and you'd have no idea it's a cheating song. Hmm. That's what it was born from. Yes, and they both sang it. Go Go sang it. Yes, and Fun Boy right. Three sang it. Also, they were like. Hits on different continents because mm-hmm. the Go Go song is never big there. The Fun Boy Three song is never big here. But I I like both versions. I might like the Fun Boy Three song version a little bit better. It's very good. Uh, Saving all my love for you by Whitney Houston. Oh yeah, yeah. So she, I mean, she's saving herself. She realizes this dude's married, but she's saving she herself care. for him. Yeah. She's not. She has no. She was saving it. That's right. I'm sure this has been played at weddings, too. <laughs> I'm saving all my love for you. But yeah. This is not a well. This <laughs> the circumstances. Yes. Uh, well, you'd mentioned earlier him by Rupert Holmes. Well, well you, you mentioned earlier Rupert Holmes. And the other that song was him, him yeah. which was also about an affair because, you know, he finds his old lady. And he found his, his cigarettes. Someone smokes. Someone <laughs> smokes. Not, not his brand, you understand. <laughs> Sometimes a girl forgets. <laughs> uh, what else? You guys think of any other ones? Um, the other one. I got a list here. I can just start reading them off. If you guys want the me other to. one I was real close to choosing was Every Rose Has a Storm. Oh, and yes. this was Brett Michaels in the middle of the night decides he's at a laundromat in Texas, probably on the road. He decides to call up his girlfriend and he hears a man in the background. And he's like, uh, okay, what's going on there? And he said, sat down and wrote out the lyrics that night. Shut so, up. Yeah, so that. That is what inspired oh that. And I believe his girlfriend was a stripper. And if you cannot trust your stripper girlfriend when you're out of oh, town, who can you trust? trust? Yes. Little Too Late by Pat Benatar. That's one I had on my list. Very, very easily could have could have done. Um, when it's over by Loverboy. Yeah. You know she cheats on him and 
Uh, he says, I hope you're with me when it's over. Like, he's so desperate, man. He doesn't care that he's being cheated on. He just waits. Uh, the other guy by Little River Band. All mm. yeah. oh, his wife song. leaves him. And the other guy won't be around to talk to our kids. He won't understand when you're down the way that I did. That's a heartbreaker right there. But, but it's an upbeat song. Like, yeah. how, how does it work? Uh, I know there's something going on by yeah. Frida. Yeah, that was the other one I had. That's a big one. That's a good one. Uh, Careless Whisper by George Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wham. Uh, let's see. Would I Lie to You by the Arrhythmics. And I Can't Stand It by Eric Clapton. That's another one. Yeah. Fooling Around. I Can't Stand It. Uh, Family Man by Hall & Oates. Ooh, yeah. I don't think he actually oh. cheats. Oh, no, his, because yeah. his bark was much worse, worse than his bite. Kind of right. like you. Thank you. Yes. In that situation. Yeah. Let's preface it. <laughs> that one time. Yeah, that one time. Like, yeah. One moment <laughs> on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean. I did okay. <laughs> Matt, I'm so proud of you right now. Uh, let's see. What's another one? Hungry Heart by Bruce Springsteen. That oh, yeah, very absolutely. easily could have been uh, been one, and oh no, by the Commodores. I want you to want me. I'm going crazy, knowing he will be your lover tonight. Which I guess could be a breakup song too. That's <laughs> next week. So we're going to close out here with one uh, one more cheating song. Uh, this is was never uh, a hit, but it comes from the soundtrack to the movie Married to the Mob. Don't worry about looking at it from your favorite streaming service because it will not be there. This is Debbie Harry with Liar Liar. We'll see you next week and we'll be talking all about breakup songs here on Living in the 80s. Guys, take care. God bless. See you next week. So